Today's scripture reading is from two places, Romans chapter 8, verses 9 through 17, and Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Romans 8, 9 through 17. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. Please rise for the gospel reading. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables saying, listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Holy God, we give you thanks and praise for all of the gifts that you lavish upon us each and every day. We give you thanks, O oh God, that you have called each and every one of us by name to be here today to be gathered in your house, to be celebrating your light and your love, which is all around us, to, to give you thanks for the power of your Holy Spirit, your light that dwells within each and every one of us. We give you thanks, O oh God, that you have given us your word and that uh, whether we are here in this house, or perhaps we are sitting at home in a spirit of prayer, but we receive your word deep 
in our hearts and are so grateful for your prophets, for your teachers, and indeed, O oh God, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose words we have heard today. And now, O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each and every one of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. For you and you alone are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. I'm in a uh, new form of United Methodist itineracy. You know, as uh, you all know, being Methodist, you know, I mean, right now, Pastor Julie is with you. I don't know how long she has been with you, but however long it is, you know that uh, the bishop at some point will decide that, you know, the pastor needs to move here and there and everywhere. Uh, Rosangela and I certainly went through that for a, a number of years, but now I have a, a itinerary of, of a different kind, which is I go to a different church every week. <laughs> But fortunately, I do not have to move my house. <laughs> but everywhere I go, everywhere I go, I share the primary message that I believe I am called to share. And that message is that God loves you. God loves each and every one of you with a heart so high, deep, and wide that we will never, ever be able to understand the height, depth, and breadth of God's love. And with that love, God loves each and every one of you as if you were the only person that he ever created. And even if you were the only person that God ever created, he would have sent his son, Jesus Christ, that if you believe in him and follow him and serve him all the days of your life, you will never, ever perish, but indeed have everlasting life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it like Methodists. Hallelujah. Now I would like it if you would please turn to each other and point. Look at each other directly in the heart and say, God loves you. God loves you. You know, as I said, Rosangela and I are spending a fair amount of time traveling from place to place every week. And, you know, when we, when we walk into a church, we know we're walking into a very warm fellowship. But I'm always struck by, well, who are they? You know, we're, we, uh, who are we? Who are we? You know, and, and, and I listened to the uh, uh, scripture reading today, and of course I looked at it earlier in the week, and I was looking for clues. You know, who are we? In Romans it says, <clears throat> you are not, <clears throat> excuse me, in the flesh. You, you are spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Well, okay. Look, who, who are we? We're not, we're not in the flesh. Well, mm-hmm. Jesus then, Jesus said, you know, praying for his disciples, so he didn't hear this one today, but in, in John 17, Jesus says, praying for his disciples, he says, you do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them, O God, in your truth. Your word is truth. We're not in the world. We're not in the world. Well, then, then, then who are we? Who, who, who are we? You know, we, our, our faith, our Christian faith is so full of paradox. You know, we, we, you know we're, we're here, but we're not here. 
You know, we believe in three or, or one, or, or, or we, we, we believe that our, our, our weakness, you know, our weakness is going to be our strength. We believe that new life comes from death. We believe that Jesus is fully divine and, and, and fully human. What a, what, a, what a paradox. We believe that we are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ striving Striving each and every day, each and every way to be the divinity of Christ. We are the church. Amen? Amen. And here's another paradox. We are the church alone together. And I want to go a little further into what I mean by that. That song, Alone Together, it was actually a song that was written by Ella Fitzgerald. It was uh, set to music by uh, Nelson Riddle. And uh, several of you, I see, are old enough to remember a lot of TV themes that were uh, written by Nelson Riddle. But these words that Ella Fitzgerald wrote, I read them today. It says, alone together, beyond the crowd above the world, but we're not too proud. We cling together. We are strong as long as we are alone together. Alone together. You know, loneliness, loneliness sometimes can be a very uh, despairing, a very, a very sad thing. But then here again, there's, 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 there's a paradox. And that paradox is that in loneliness, our loneliness can lead us to solitude. A solitude. A solitude where, uh, where, where in our loneliness, uh, we enter into the divine gracefulness of God. Divine gracefulness of God. We know, we know for a fact that Jesus knows our, uh, our loneliness. Jesus knows our loneliness, you know, that journey to and through the cross. The loneliness Jesus felt, and we're not, we're not in Holy Week right now, but we remember his words from the cross, right? His first words, why have you forsaken me? What a cry of loneliness. And I wonder, you know, like how many of us at some point or another in our life may have cried out that, or had this feeling that somehow we were alone. Maybe a friend, maybe a family member has passed away. Maybe we just are, are feeling in a, in a dark valley and we feel like God is somewhere else. But then... But then, before, before all of that, that day is over, Jesus gives us the answer on how to turn our loneliness into solitude. Into your hands, O oh God, I commit my spirit. That's where we lose loneliness and we enter into a divine Solitude. Loneliness becomes a blessed solitude when we add the intimacy of God. All of our paradoxes are resolved when we enter into the blessed grace of God. Solitude is being in oneness with God. Solitude is owning that 
deep yearning we have in our heart. We are here today because we have each and every one of us, maybe in our loneliness, alone, together, that deep yearning to, to feel that fire, that Holy Spirit of God deep within us that deep yearning that we have each and every day, each and every hour, to have that relationship with God. Solitude. Solitude is seeking life, light, and love. Life, light, and love. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Solitude. Solitude is seeking life, seeking the creator of life, standing in awe, standing in humility, standing in, in gratitude for life, everything that God has created. Solitude is seeking and sharing light, seeing and sharing the light of the world, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Solitude is seeking and sharing love, living the love in the unity of the Holy Spirit that makes each and every one of us exactly alike. You know, when God said, let us make humankind in our image, he's not talking about this image right here, the flesh. He's talking about the image that is planted within each and every one of us, deep in our heart, deep in our soul. And that is the love that binds us together and that we seek to share. Life, light, and love. You know, when I read the scripture, uh, the, the gospel reading this week, I was struck first by the, the first sentence. You know, everybody you know, jumps over the first sentence and goes to this planting of seeds. But I noticed in the, in the, in the first sentence, it says, Jesus sat in a boat. Jesus sat in a boat to teach the people a parable. You know, Jesus, you know, there was a big crowd there, and, and Jesus stepped back from the crowd, and he sat in a boat, a little bit separate, a little bit separate from the crowd. And then, of course, he told, he told the parable, and we've, we've heard uh, the, the parable many times. But I recognize this week also how the, 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 the parable uh, applies not only to each and every one of us individually, but it also applies to us as a church. You know, the, 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 the seeds fall on the path and then the evil one comes and, and snatches away the word of God. What it means is, uh, and Jesus goes on to explain this later in the chapter, what it means is that people hear the word as we have heard the word, but people perhaps sometimes don't take time to really experience the word. You know, I, can, I heard my mother say, you know, like, don't put your hand in the fire, right? But until we experience the fire, we don't really know fire. And the same is true, the same is true about hearing the word of God, about hearing about God's grace. We can hear about God's grace, but it's not until we need to experience God's grace. It's not until we experience God's grace that we come to understand. 
You know, I myself, you know, a confession, it, it, it may not come as a surprise to you, I was not born with a collar on, right? I have fallen many times. I have fallen many times. And it is the grace of God that has picked me up each and every time. As he, I don't want to accuse any of you of falling once in a while in your life, but if you have, you know that the grace of God has picked you up. Seeds that fall on the ground. You know, there's a commitment, that, and it falls away when, when trouble arises. I, I, how many times, I, I, I cannot count the number of times, the number of times I've encountered people that says, well, I don't go to church because the church hurt me. You know, it's a, it, 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 I, I, always think, I always think about uh, the good shepherd. You know, the good shepherd stays when trouble arises. You know, the, those who, who don't really, the, the rocky ground are for those people who come in the minute a problem arises, and there are lots of problems in the church. Amen? Amen. 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 There are lots of problems, but you know what? We stay. We stay. We are still alone together. We are still striving. We are the body of Christ, and we are striving to be the divinity of Christ. We may not be there yet. You know, the thorns, of course, are all of us, you know, I was talking to somebody that earlier this week about, I remember when I was growing up, there were blue laws. People, I, 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 I look out here and I know that there's a number of people who remember the time of blue laws, where the stores were closed. You know, there, there were not uh, uh, athletic activities going on on Sunday. Sunday was a Sabbath. You know, the world just closes in on us each and every day. All of the multitude of distractions that lead us away from church, that lead us away from God, wealth, success, all of the bright, sunny objects that are in the world that can choke, that can choke that deep yearning in, in our heart. But we... We, alone together, we strive to be the good soil. We strive to be uh, bearing fruit. We, we strive to embrace solitude because that solitude is oneness with God. We strive each and every day in each and every way that we can, and we fail sometimes, and we experience God's grace. We seek to share life Light and love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit nurturing, supporting, encouraging, comforting, giving hope, participating in charity. Who are we? Who are we? We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We are, as St. Augustine said, he said, we are Easter people. We are Easter people. We are people of hope that only the risen Savior can provide. We are people of good works and charity. We are people living in the promise. We are Easter people. I'm going to paraphrase a very, very well-known 
psalm. Yea, though we walk through the darkest valley, we fear no evil, for God is with us. God's rod and God's staff, they comfort us. God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies, in the presence of our distraction. God prepares a table for us. In the, in the presence of our human weaknesses, God prepares a table for us. In the presence of our imperfections, God prepares a table for us. God anoints our head with oil. Our cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Amen. We are the promise. We are the Easter people that God's grace makes. We are alone together. And the words of the bridge, the bridge of a song, as for those musicians, you know that the bridge is repeated over and over again throughout the song. And the words of alone together in the bridge, it says, our love is as deep as the sea. Our love is as great as love can be. And whether, and, 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 we, and we can weather the great unknown because we know we are alone together, together in the grace of God. Amen.